1: Welcome back to Truck Tech, everyone. You know, this show from Las Vegas actually occurred a few weeks ago, but it's really important that we show you what's going on at Aurora Innovation. You know, they're partnering with Continental. We're going to be able to talk with Sterling Anderson, who's the chief product officer for Aurora, as well as uh, Jeremy McLean from Continental, about what's happening in terms of getting ready for what I refer to in the piece as big boy school, in terms of the scaling of autonomous trucks. And this is something we hope you'll enjoy. So give it a watch. Here with Sterling Anderson, the Chief Product Officer for Aurora Innovation. Sterling, it's nice to see you in person. I know we've talked before. We have. Over video, but uh, it's, great to, it's great to have you here. Uh, at CES in Las Vegas, you're here with Continental for a big reason, obviously. And right. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But the truck behind us, This truck, it represents what level of development are we at?
2: Yeah. This is the current pedigree of the Aurora Driver. So it's uh, equipped with all of the Aurora Driver hardware and software uh, that we expect to take uh, to our Aurora Driver Ready milestone here shortly, uh, and uh, ultimately to commercial launch. So if you look around the truck, uh, the, the sensor modules, the computer, the networking system, have all been designed to operate in a uh, without a specialist on board uh, with redundant componentry as well as things like cleaning solutions if you look up on some of these sensors you notice there are uh, these jets that provide an air knife uh, or liquid cleaning uh, This is for operation in diverse weather conditions as well so the Aurora driver element of this uh, has been designed to uh, uh, support commercial launch the base truck platform is equipped with redundant uh, actuators Uh, in support of some of our development work that we're doing right now, Uh, but it's not yet ready for that uh, commercial launch today.
1: What we see here with the still the the cameras and everything at the top, the LiDARs at the top, this is all ultimately what we're going to see when these take off. That's correct,
2: that's correct. So this is the commercial ready Aurora driver hardware kit.
1: Okay, and this is ultimately, and we'll talk with Continental, this is ultimately you're having them build
2: uh in terms of of an advanced version of it so uh what we're working with continental on and the milestone we just achieved is we've reached uh we've completed the specifications and architecture for the hardware that continental is ultimately going to create at large scale Uh, it improves on this quite a lot so while this is support it will support commercial launch uh, it's more expensive obviously to build it uh, as we build it today it also doesn't have some of the advances that we expect to be rolling in over the next couple of years together with continental so the phase we've just entered with continental is over uh, 2024 2025 as we're, we're doing the detailed uh, design testing and validation of that kit for preparation in 2026 and 2027 for them to produce these at scale uh, and introduce them on the uh, manufacturing lines of our partners
1: and just to be clear when they produce those modules those Aurora driver hardware kits, yeah. they will then be installed on production lines, or would that be a retrofit?
2: Correct. They're installed on production lines. And this is really important. It's important to the industry that OEMs are backing, uh, the, uh, and, and the entirety of the supply chain is backing, supporting, and providing that ongoing support for these assets at large scales. That's one thing that OEMs and Tier 1s have built to date. Continental has been phenomenal at that. Uh, these OEMs in Packard and Volvo are, also have a robust operation to both produce these and support them at, at scale and operation. And so, yeah, that's, that's an element of it, and, and, and Continental will be right there alongside Aurora in providing that ongoing uh, service maintenance.
1: Well, certainly, they, Continental has done many, many projects and products you know, where they, uh, their, their uh, efforts are integrated into, into a product. This seems like a, a, not just an advancing, but this seems like the way trucks are built. Yeah, this, is how, that's right. this is how a, that's truck exactly or a right. car is actually assembled. You you make the automotive grade right. product, and then you integrate it in, onto a production line. Maybe it's a spur, maybe it's a main line, but that's right. it's done that way. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about what we see here. If we could just walk around the truck maybe sure. just a little bit. You can point out some stuff to us.
2: Yeah, uh, so, so what you see are some of these near range pods give you visibility right around the truck. Uh, that's important, obviously, for a variety of reasons. Uh, the pods are, are placed in locations where they get visibility to what we need to see. So, for instance, uh, long ranges over top of the vehicles in front of the truck. It's really important that that integrated pod that we have worked with the OEMs to actually integrate deeply into the truck uh, is there, as well as these side modules, uh, each of which are designed modularly to allow for uh, a, a design for reliability. And, and, ma- and maintenance and serviceability, so you, one can swap those out if needed. Uh, but it's really important where they're positioned. So, effectively, what you're seeing here is 14 cameras, three of our proprietary first light LIDARs, you see a very long range, it's instantaneous Doppler, and uh, in interference immunity, two mid range LIDAR, what you see here in blue, uh, and then three of the short range LIDAR are seeing right around the truck, five radar. Uh, imaging radar are are located around the truck and then inside the truck you'll see our proprietary computer networking system uh, all designed, as I said, for uh, commercial launch
1: One of the things that trucks have
2: a real issue with, all trucks
1: is damageability. You know, Mm -hmm. when they go into a dock or they go wherever they're going to go Now, I realize that this is a hub-to-hub operation, Mm -hmm. principally, and that's how you'll do it, but I see a lot of things that, for lack of a better word, kind of stick out are you concerned about that in terms of damageability uh, when you get actually get on the road?
2: It's a good question. Uh, that was important for purposes of visibility. So you'll notice it's not an accident that this gets at least as good of a view uh, along the sides and behind the truck as your side view mirrors do for a human driver. It's important that you have that visibility and so from that perspective, the, the uh, uh, prominence of some of these sensors were required to get that kind of visibility. As it relates to uh, service and maintenance of these trucks you mentioned hub to hub that is how we're initially launching but we're going to be uh, re- within relatively short order beginning our endpoint endpoint operations as well so we'll be uh, uh, when these trucks in particular are owned by uh, uh, private fleets by carriers they'll be operating them uh, without having to stop at Aurora terminals uh, at all and so we do expect that uh, we do expect some need for Kind of serviceability on site, uh, and that's what they've been designed for. So, in the event that any of these were damaged uh, uh, for any of a variety of reasons, they've been designed so they can quickly be swapped out, quickly recalibrated, and quickly back on the road. We recognize that uptime for these trucks is not only has to be on par with, we believe it can be much better than human driven variants. Right? And the reason for that is obviously the driver availability is much, much higher, right. uh, uh, unconstrained by hours of service or other uh, constraints that require them to get home well and you, you do pick up the advantage of not having to
1: deal with the HOS or hours of that's service right. uh, but if, if the vehicle was down for servicing or whatever but you're suggesting that most of these are pretty easily swapped
2: and that's right you know now, does right. does, that,
1: does any of this sort of break away or is it all pretty much
2: you know no nope, they're not they're not breakaway we, we certainly don't want them yeah. breaking away inadvertently on the road sure um, but they are a relatively quick swap, okay. uh, and that's that's a, a part of the consideration is actually for manufacturability as well, because when you can bring them in as a module from, for instance, Continental, and uh, have an assembly line with a tack time of you know four minutes, you got to get that thing on, uh, connected, and ready to go quickly. That same the, the the design elements that support that also support rapid interchangeability uh, in the field.
1: You've talked about 2024 as a commercial launch. I think, you, I think I've think i heard 20 trucks. Is that accurate?
2: Yeah, it's so about 20 trucks. We're going to start 20? deliberately small.
1: Okay. Yeah. And what about, you know, a couple of years ago, there was uh, a lot made of the pilot that too simple, which is now not in the market, uh, in the U.S. market anyway, mm-hmm. uh, did its pilot run of 80 miles. How will you start, and ha- or have you already started with uh, you know, sort of driverless
2: testing. I mean, have you actually yes. done that? Yes, we, uh, we've tested these regularly. But no press releases. No, nope, no press releases. <laughs> we've tested them without any human on board uh, uh, on test tracks at speeds up to highway speed, then uh-huh. um, down to zero. Uh, that's, that's an important part of our development. One of the things that's really important to us, and we've said this for seven years now, since we started the company, is we practice as we'll play. Uh, and we uh, are not interested in the flashy demos that ultimately are less meaningful uh, for the industry or for the product. When we launch, we're launching for real. No chase cars, uh, no lead cars, no escorts. The kind of things that you've seen in the industry to date have been, uh, uh, as far as I can tell, demonstrations. uh, R&D demonstrations. Uh, We can talk about the responsibility or not of doing them that way, but, one of the, but but to your question, yes, these have driven without humans on board, um, but we do it in controlled environments, uh, and we do it as part of our rhythm of, of preparation. And but that, you're right, no no press releases about yeah. those.
1: Okay, I, I didn't think so. I didn't think I missed it.
2: No, yeah. you didn't. Uh,
1: as far as the safety case that you were talking about, I mean, you, you're, you're feature complete, we know that, uh, both hardware and software, is that correct? That's right. Both. All right. So the safety case that is just... Validating what you've got right. and continuing to validate. Exactly right. Is that right? Yep, that's
2: right. Very so it's good. a collection of a combination of empirical and, and analytical data that supports our safety case, which I'm sure you've seen the safety case framework that we published publicly uh, in all of the claims and required evidence to confirm that this is this is appropriately sufficiently safe for public Right.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat>
1: Jeremy McLean, he is the head of systems and software uh, mobility, uh, I'm sorry, systems and software business, business uh, for autonomous mobility That's right. at Continental. Now, Continental, of course, is among the largest suppliers in the world. That's what right. you're doing with Aurora is essentially what they do in big boy school, uh, where you create, uh, don't create, but you harden the hardware and the software for integration at assembly plant level. That's right. That's how trucks and cars are done.
3: That's right. Producing at scale—that's the—that's the most important thing. If we want autonomous trucking to be a big thing and to be successful, we need to be able to produce it at scale, and that's one of the things that we bring to the table here, uh, together with Aurora, is to be able to bring the the industry's first automotive-grade, serviceable but also scalable autonomous driving solution to the market.
1: Yeah. Take us through how that happens. I mean, you've got lots of experience doing this with passenger vehicles. That's right. Certainly, is this the first real? A truly autonomous truck project that you've had, and we've done a lot of we've done
3: a lot of projects throughout the years. I mean, the first uh, autonomous uh, driving project that we did was you know more than more than fifteen years ago. We actually had a, our first autonomous uh, driving test vehicle uh, license here in the state of Nevada back in two thousand twelve. Yeah, so more than ten years ago. So we've been working in this space for a really long time. We did a lot of work in passenger cars. We've recently done also a lot of work in in trucking, uh, but. The, what makes this unique is the ability to really have it scalable, ready, have it, having it ready to scale, having it ready to hit the to hit the roads um, more than just a kind of development or, or or demo project, but really to hit the roads in a, in a big big way. So that's the that's the value that we bring together with Aurora.
1: What we've seen in the autonomous trucking space over the last year specifically has been sort of a winnowing out of companies that looked you know real promising and maybe mm-hmm. you know financially ran out of runway or whatever. Yeah. Aurora's not not not, not Shape. Certainly not. So you've got a couple of companies right now, maybe Kodiak being the other, that are taking slightly different approaches Mm -hmm. to getting to market. Um, This idea, though, feels like something that is for the long haul, literally, not just freight hauling, but Mm -hmm. the long haul in terms of having something like this.
3: Absolutely. Um, You need, you know, the, the ability to qualify automotive grade hardware, ship that automotive grade hardware in kits. To the manufacturer, to the truck manufacturer, have it built on the assembly line, qualified on the assembly line, and then sent to the fleets to be deployed uh, autonomously by Aurora and by the Aurora driver is something which is very unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? and something that uh, we believe is is industry first in this partnership.
1: Well, Aurora will put twenty trucks on the road this year. That yes. will not that will not involve sort of the same uh, you know integration work. Those will presumably be upfit. Uh, whereas these will actually you'll ship the kits over to the to the that's manufacturers, right. um, how does that integration with the manufacturers work? I presume you're talking to them already uh, really? about you know sort of how that works, whether it's done on a, a spur line or that's done on the main line, you know. Yeah, so I mean that's
3: that's one of the things that we do very well. We do every day. We've done it for decades. Is, is produce. Uh, produce hardware, electronic hardware, uh, which is then integrated directly into vehicles on the assembly line. So of course we're working directly with Aurora and the manufacturers to specify what are those interfaces, what are the uh, production qualification requirements in order to make sure that that is done ahead of time, that is fully seamless and we're able to build those trucks uh, at scale when the time comes in the 2027 timeframe.
1: The Aurora approach of having two non-exclusive, but partners nonetheless, in Volvo and in, in, in uh, 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 P- uh, Packard, uh, you know, Peterbilt in this case, uh, really allows them then to work with that redundant chassis where you bring then the, the driver to that. Uh, right. You've had about a year's worth of working with Aurora, maybe a little longer. Correct. Yeah, we've uh, of
3: course, we've been working on this partnership for for a long time, but we signed uh, and announced the the partnership back in April of 2023. And we just passed a big milestone back in September, which was the the, uh, freeze of the design and the architecture for this uh, system that will deploy scalable in 2027. And that was a big milestone because now we're able to really lock that in and start all of the work that's necessary to make sure that that's really ready to scale and, and truly automotive grade. Uh, by 2027.
1: Now you're investing I think it's 300 million dollars maybe a little more in New Brothels, Texas Mm -hmm. for a plant Uh, you'll do other things at that plant besides this right? Yeah, Of
3: course the plant's already running Uh, the plant opened a year and a half ago or so and it's uh, producing many different uh, products already so the third fourth fifth generation of our radar technology industry leading radar technology already being produced there and all of the different hardware that will deliver to the manufacturers as part of this uh, Aurora Driver autonomous kit uh, will be produced either at New Braunfels, Texas or at a global network of our manufacturing plants. And the New Braunfels, Texas plant will play a very important role in the final assembly, but as well as in the overall service concept, uh, especially because it happens to be at the heart of the deployment area, which is of course the southern United States and Texas.
1: Right. Obviously, you know, Texas is where this all gets started. Uh, mm-hmm. They've been very uh, open. The state has been very open to autonomous development, and That's that right. sort of makes it work. Let's talk a little bit about service. Um, you've mentioned it a couple of times. Uh, what, what sort of service activity will Continental be involved with, uh, with these? Yeah.
3: So we don't only deliver the hardware, but we're responsible to maintain the hardware throughout the life of the of the truck. So we talk about five years, a million miles, lifetime, and um, the, the ability to keep that autonomous driving kit operational throughout that of course requires a couple of things. It requires that we're able to monitor the performance of the hardware while it's driving. So we do that via uh, the Aurora Beacon Services. So we, we pull data from the from the hardware, we monitor its performance and we're able to then schedule uh, preventive maintenance servicing, cleaning of the sensors, inspection of the sensors, uh, maintaining of the sensors, and even then removal and replacement uh, of the sensors or the pods. You see on the truck, we have these these sensor pods. I think uh, Sterling explained it earlier. And serviceability is a really important uh, aspect of keeping trucks on the road. I mean, the, the whole value of an autonomous truck is of course to keep it on the road and, and to have it hauling freight. Uh, so to be able to bring a truck in that needs to be serviced, and if, if one particular sensor needs to be replaced, it may be easier to remove the entire sensor pod, replace it with a, a new sensor pod, a sub-assembly, which is already qualified, and get the truck back on the road so that that other pod can be serviced, inspected, and then uh, maybe even refurbished to put back into the operation.
1: So to be clear, you'll have a, a, a group of service techs that will do this in? That's correct. And they'll be done where? At? Uh, at, at different terminals throughout the deployment okay. area. Okay. Yeah. But they'll be Continental uh, trained or Continental employees that are... Continental
3: trained for sure, and then they'll maintain that uh, hardware over the life uh, of the truck. That's
1: right. Last question. Um, it's interesting because, you know, there's there's Driver as a service, there's truck as a service. There's all kinds of different models yes. for how the revenue is generated. How do you get paid for what you do?
3: Sure. So this this particular model we call hardware as a service. Um, so I'll walk you through a little bit the way that that scenario will work out. There's a fleet which wants to deploy an autonomous truck via the Aurora driver, contacts Aurora and asks them if they're able to support them from a particular, a particular route, a lane from Dallas to Houston as an example. Uh, Aurora authorizes that. Uh, asks them to order an Aurora-equipped driverless truck from one of the partner manufacturers. Yeah. They then order the kit from us. Continental preassembles all of the, the pods, the, all of the hardware into a kit, ships it directly to the manufacturing plant. That truck gets manufactured on the assembly line, uh, delivered to the fleet, and then gets enabled for autonomous driving services, then every mile that that truck is hauling freight autonomously or driving autonomously, um, there's an exchange of money. So a, a pay-per-mile service, which then goes to Aurora, and a portion of that uh, per-mile fee then comes to Continental as part of the hardware-as-a-service deployment.
1: Is that new? Is that a that new is, way to to do your to get your money? I that mean- is
3: that is certainly new uh, for us and for the industry, but we, we do believe that that's really... Um, one of the exciting things about this partnership and about scaling um, autonomous trucking. Yeah. So to be able to really do that with new business models to make sure that we're able to leverage uh, the, the value that we all can bring as partners uh, mm-hmm. to the table and to be able to really truly scale it uh, and make it affordable uh, for all of us. And of course, um, it's, it's lucrative
1: as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeremy, thanks so much. I yes. appreciate this. Great explanations. Yes. And I thank the you. audience appreciate it too. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Sterling Anderson and Jeremy McLean. The idea of what Continental's is up to is, yes, we're going to put, they're going to put uh, autonomous trucks in commercial use this year, 20 of them later this year. They're already testing them without drivers in closed settings. But here's what's special. These guys are looking at the future in terms of scaling up autonomous trucking. The way to do that is to work with one of the world's largest suppliers, get those parts hardened, so that they can be assembled onto an assembly line in an assembly plan. That's how vehicles are done at what Aurora with the help of Continental Formula. Thanks for watching.